Really going to begin tonight, the first parak we spent, I think, the past two or three shiur, I'm discussing the Sharbla and the Hagdama to Tanya, where we explain what, really, the Baltanya in, in the whole Hagdama just explains to us why he shouldn't be writing the Sefer, and why, really, the writing of a Sefer is very, very, does, is incomparable to actually meeting a Rebbe or a Tzadik or a Maneg or Mashpia in person, and the differences between learning a Sefer, which is much more dick, doesn't have the ability to be able to fine-tune to exactly what the issue is you're dealing with him to fix it. He explained to us why nevertheless he decided to write the Sefer Tanya, because he was, is really a collective answer to the collective questions of all the questions that, have, that he's been asked. This is, while time he's writing this, is having thousands of people come talk to him personally. He says, I'm not writing my own, this is not my own theology, this is not my own thesis based on the things that I think, but here is a basic summary of all of the issues that people have been dealing with, people have been coming to, to talk to the Chidus with the Rebbe about, and what he feels is the answers to everything. And, and you know, his Lashen Agdam was a very strong Lashen. He said this is uh, the ter- all, all the Turitzim to all the Kashas that a person can have at Avedis Hashem. That's really what Sefer Tani is, which is just, that statement alone is a very uh, bold statement to make. And he wasn't just writing for his generation. Uh, it's been continued to be learned more and more and more as the generations go on. At the time we said, you know, when he wrote the Sefer, he was writing it exclusively for his Hasidim. Writing it for Anash, for the people that were coming to him for Yechidas, to try to, you know, stem the tide a little bit and not have as many people come, try to have less people coming. So he's trying to write a Sefer which has dealt with most of the questions. But as time went on, it became a Sefer which is not just learned by his people, but learned by, his, you know, the, the, the future Rebbe's Hasidim, and eventually became a Sefer which, you know, they, they call the Turish of Iksav of Hasidus because it's, it, it's really not limited to Chabad. Come all Hasidim learn it at some point and go through it, and it gives us a lot of the basic, basic Yisaitis in Primius and Hasidus and Kabbalah, but also more, much more importantly, Yisaitis in life and how to really ensure that we, uh, that we live life to its fullest. And, and what he explained to us very, very Bekitzer in the Sharblat, which that's why it's important, but Chabad Hasidim, they definitely learn the Sharblat, it's part of. Now they have a yearly cycle of going through Tanya. And it begins with the Sharblat. It begins with Sharblat Askamas. And the Sharblat explained to us that the whole purpose of the Sefer is to explain to us Lahavin, to explain and to, to, to uh, expound on how it's Shaykh to be Kikar Velecha Dover Ma'id, Beficha Ubavavcha La Asaisa. That Avoida, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, not just for himself, right? Moshe Rabbeinu is not talking to himself, he's talking to all of Kla Yisrael for Nitzchias, Adere Deris, that Kikar Velecha Dover Ma'id is very, very close and very easy. The Baltani says we have to understand how in the world is it so easy, so so accessible for every single person, every generation to be able to serve Hashem, not just in action, right? The Moshe Rabbeinu says beficha, which means in, in, in the in the words of, in, the, in speech, which means ficha, peh, leiv, and asiya, machshava, dibur, and maisa, to be able to serve the Rabbanu Shalom really on the inside, and, and we'll see. The whole Sefer Tanya is not really so much working on external. It really goes to really what's going on inside of the person. And then Mimela, you can get to what's taking place in the outside, right? Sifri Musa, for example, will focus a lot more on, you know, the actions. What, what are you doing? What are you doing wrong? And how do we make sure that you do not continue to do those bad actions? Or how do you make sure that you do more good actions? Altani is going much deeper than that. He's not coming to explain to you, okay, here's an action you're doing. How do you fix that action? He's coming to explain to you the basic makeup. The makeup of your neshama, your two neshamas, which we'll see tonight, your two neshamas that you have inside of you, how there's a battle taking place internally, 
And then Mamela, once you figure out the battle is taking place, once you figure what you're made up of, once you figure out the components of that neshama, then you can figure out, okay, how do I work in it? And then how do I ensure that it's actually the fiqh of all But it's, it's, it's working much more internally, much more pneumiasdik than just the world of action. And that's why we'll see. Even when we talk about, you know, stay neshamas, right? So it begins parak. The end of Parak Aleph, once he gets to all the questions, he says, What's the Chiddush of Sefer Tani? What's he coming to explain to you? That every single person, Echad Sadik, Echad Rasha, Eshtayna Fashos, right? One at one, which he calls the Nefesh of Ahami, the animalistic or the natural, the nature soul, and one which is called the Chelik Alekani Mal Mamish. Now, most of us would say, Okay, we heard that since first grade, right? Or even younger than that. So he's saying, Big Chiddush from Chaim Vital. Every person has two Neshamas. That's called Yetzahar and Yetzahar, right? Any person I've ever learned Tani with, and you want to learn myself for the first time, at the beginning it sounds like something very simplistic. You have two neshamas. Yeah, we know that. Yetzatayv, Yetzahara. Yaakov and Esav is not an echidish, but this, we'll see what he, he's not coming to explain to us. Yetzahara and Yetzatayv are the vehicles inside of you that are trying to get you to do certain actions. They're the world of action. The Baltani is talking about something much more internal than the world of action. He's not talking about, are you learning? Or are you doing Bittal Torah? Are you, are, you, are you watching what you're saying? Or are, you, are you having Shemir Salashi? Not having Shemir that's Yetzar Yetzatayv. Those are actions. He's coming to tell us really what's going on in the panemius of a person, deep inside of a person, the essence of the makeup of a person. And then Mimela, okay, we can figure out how to make sure that the actions are in line with who I really am. But the first, the, the first you know, step of the whole process is self-identity. Figuring out who we are, what we're made of, and then once we get that, we can figure out everything else along the way. And that's really what he's going to explain to us. Perk Aleph, Perk Beis. Really, the first 25 Prakam explained that, and then he goes on to many, many more things. But, but the beauty of Sefer Tanya, one of, the, one, of the, one of the greatest parts of Sefer Tanya is that there's so many gems along the way. That come within the Sefer, he's talking about, you know, uh, we're talking about Stam, the difference between Torah and Mitzvahs. Right, so that, that's something which he Agav puts in, in, in explaining the makeup of a person, and he gives you the difference between Torah and Mitzvahs, and why Torah is greater than Mitzvahs. Talmud Torah, Kenegid Kulam, why? Why, why, is, why is Torah greater? Just greater schar, you just get more money in Olam Haba if you learn Torah than if you do mitzvahs. Why is Torah greater? What, what's the difference between Torah and mitzvahs? In what way is Torah? These things are all taking place. What are the ten spheres? Yeah, a very like Kabbalistic, lofty idea. What is it? And how does it affect my life? What does it have to do with what does it have to do with my neshamas? He explains all of these things Agav, and that's why it's that's why it's it's, it's the Torah of Eksav of, of Chassidus because it gives us so much of the basics along the way of explaining who we are, so much of the basics. And that's really where we're gonna begin. Perak Aleph, Sefer Shalbainan, yeah? Tanya, the safe Paragimal Benida. So the Balatani is going to do is he's going to begin with a bunch of questions, um, probably about maybe ten questions. I'm not sure exactly about ten questions, and then Achbir Inyan is going to start explaining. A lot of the questions don't get answered for 15, 20 prakim, right? And he just he throws out a lot of questions, and we'll see as we go through the safer more and more prakim, and we'll see. Okay, now that question's answered, that question's answered, but he just begins Sefer Tani with just throwing out a bunch of questions, which will then lead us to re-examining our whole definition of a tzaddik benini in Russia and understanding what a benini is. And that's really, it's called Sefer Shal because we're trying to understand what a benini is and what, how, to, how we, we are able to be a benini. He says in a later paragraph, it's part of Zion, I don't remember exactly. He says, benini is me, this call Adam. Every person has the capability to be a benini, which doesn't sound very great, the way we normally define benini, the Rambam's definition of benini, definite definition we use before Shani Kippur is Mechsa mechsa, half half. It's not so great. It's not. So it shouldn't be very hard to do. We'll see. The tiniest definition of bainani is worlds above that. We'll see that it's me. This kol adam, and he's going to explain to us how a person is able to be a bainani. So he begins with a bunch of questions, and then we'll get into the 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 the, 
actual, uh, the actual, the meat and potatoes of understanding what we are, and then all the questions will get answered as we go along. So he says, Tanya, the safe Paragimel Danida. Yeah, we learn in a Brice at the end of Paragimel Danida. So already for the first word, the, the Mepharshim point out that it doesn't say Tanya over there. But there it says, if you look at the Gemara Nida, the Gemara says, Darashab Simlai, Mashbiya Maisaitei Tzadik Valtei Rasha. So why does he begin with the word Tanya? Right, the Sefer became known as Tanya. It's not what he called it. He called it Lukute Amarim, right, which just meant the leakage of everything that he had said, because as we said in Magdama, that's what he was doing. Or he called it Sefer Shalbainim. It never really was called Tanya until later, but we normally call it Sefer Tanya, Tanya, right? The practical Tanya. We open this up in the front, Kitamar Tanya, right? That's, it's called Tanya, Sefer Tanya. It, it's called, he's even called a Balha Tanya, right? But the word Tanya was only, only came out afterwards, but he chooses to, to begin with that word Tanya, even though it's not really grammatically correct. Not just grammatically, it's not, it's not, it's not accurate because it, it's over there, it's not a bright side. It doesn't say Tanya. This is Darush of Simlai. It's a Jerusha. The Swarm explained two, there's two main explanations that the Swarm explained why he began with the word Tanya. First of all, the, the, uh, I think it's a, the Tzemach Tzedek explains that the word Tanya, the word Tanya is Isis Eisan. Yeah, if you flip around the word Tanya, it has the same, same Isis as the word Eisan, which Avram Avinu is called Eisan Azrachi. It's called strength. And the idea of Sefer Tanya is to be able to give us the strength to be able to know how to know how to serve the Rabbanisham properly. Therefore, even though maybe it's not historically correct, it's not actually a Tanya, it's not actually a Brisa, to begin is the word Tanya to explain to us that this Sefer is going to give us the, the, the strength to be able to serve the Rabbanisham properly. Once we know who we are, once we know what the tools we have in our arsenal are, once we know the battles that we're fighting are, maybe Latanya will have the Asa, will have the strength to be able to get through anything, anything possible. Like you said, to be able to answer Akashas, to be able to remain a Bainani, to be able to do all of that, all with the Kayach of Tanya. The second, the second explanation, it's perhaps a little bit more, uh, a, little, a little bit deeper, the, the Kunezer says that, that, that there's a, uh, that there's a klipa, which is called, which is called Eisan. Right, Eisan is, uh, on a simple level, means strength. There's a klipa, which is called Eisan. Now that klipa is a specific klipa, which is, which stops a person and does not allow a person to be able to learn Panimi Satara, for a very simple reason. As Isfaram explained, the later, later, later Rebbe's from Chabad explained, that, that the klipa of Eisan is a klipa where a person starts learning any Panimi Satara, and a person, or a person hears about Panimi Satara and wants to learn it, and the klipa, the Eitzara, comes and tells the person, you don't need it. You don't need it, you're fine without it. Right? It's, it's, it's something you hear all the time from people. I, I don't need it, I'm good without it. Right? Whether it's Liman of Musar, or really what the, what the, what the Zerakadish is talking about when it comes to learning real Panimius, coming to learn things that are deep, things that are really talking about the inner workings of us, of our Neshamas, the inner workings of the Shema, of Shemayim, and, and everything that's going on upstairs, there's a certain Klippa that comes along and says, I'm fine without it. And it's total Gaiva. The reason it says total Gaiva, it comes to a place of Gaiva where a person says, I'm good. I don't need to, I don't need to learn anything deeper. I need to learn anything that's that's sublime, anything that's spiritual, anything that's uh, you know above my above you know my pay grade. I just need to learn regular, basic, simple stuff, regular you know external things, and I'll be fine. It's a klipa which doesn't allow a person to be able to get involved in really deep things, and it stops a person from really becoming great. When a person thinks that they're at some fine without going deeper, without digging deeper, it's a klipa which doesn't allow a person to become great, and therefore. Tanya begins. That's why the, the Arizal explains that, that, that in the Idra, which is what, which is part of uh, part of part, one of the parts of Zerah Kadesh, it also begins the word Tanya over there also for the same reason. The Arizal explains because as soon as Shemir Baruchai is revealing deep Torah, right away there's a certain a certain pullback. Right, people get people get afraid. Uh, it's deep terror. It's something that's deeper than I've ever heard before. It's something getting involved in things I haven't heard before. I, I, I don't know what that means. And they right away throw it off. And a lot of it comes because there's a certain guy about that. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Right? It, 
not responsibility because when they when they have self awareness of like the deeper things, more responsibility, which no one wants to take. Okay, that which true, and that and that comes from Gaiva also because if I think I'm fine, right, then I don't need to learn more, which can make me more self aware to take more self responsibility. Right, even that, it's like I'm good, I'm good, I'm good where I am. But you're not good where you are. None of us are good where we are. The whole Sefer Tani is explaining us that we haven't we haven't really we haven't really began the journey until we really figure out who we are and what we're capable of and what we're trying to get to. So we're not good where we are. But but that Klipa says, I'm fine, I'm fine where I am, right? And and and, and you hear it, you know, with people who, who, who you know, it's very easy for them to write off. I was just telling somebody the other day. I was by a, I was by a, a bris, and I remember I was seeing by the seeing by the bris the guy the guy standing up at the bris the balha bris the, you know the avia ben was standing up and he was sharing some you know deeper ideas in pnimiyas atayra. He himself he himself is a balchuva. He was sharing some deeper ideas in, in, in the world of pnimiyas, and I was watching that there was a certain rav sitting right next to this uh, this avia ben and this avia ben sharing deep ideas about the site of mila. Uh, in the Indian of Yisoyed and you know, deeper ideas I don't even remember what he was saying and, and the guy sitting next to him who was a big rob an accomplished Talmud Chacham it was very clear that he had no clue what the guy was talking about right it just, it's not an area that maybe he, he dabbled in not an area that he delved into he knows Halacha he knows Gemara he knows Shas and placed him very very well an accomplished Hamachacham? I don't think, at least from his from his from his uh, facial uh, expressions, it looked like this was he had no clue what he was talking about. Now, one of two things happens when that when, when that experience takes place, right? Even it's the last Thursday night, right? So Rabbi Yosef come and speak, right? And he was saying things that for a lot of people were above their head, right? He was talking about you know talking about Rashash and some you know in Yanaman in, in Kabbalah that for a lot of people was above their head. He has a certain kayak and really being able to bring it down in a very in a very uh, you know easy to understand way. But Afal Pikin, it was things that were definitely things that most people we're not used to most people haven't heard there's two there's two reactions you could have to when something like that happens either you can say wow there's a part of Torah that I don't know and I want to know because I, I see that there's so much depth taking place within the world that I don't really understand right I'm shaking Lulav and Esri now Lulav and Esri look very beautiful externally right I can learn all the halachas I can know everything about Niktam Roshah I can know everything about all the halachas of Esri of Yavish of, of Hadar of, of Chaser I can know all the halachas and that's amazing, but as soon as I start learning Panimah Satara, I realize that, wait a second, there's something deeper taking place in the Esther Galulov, and this four, this, this, this Dalad Minim, and they represent the Dalad Isis of the Shem Havaya, Yurke Vavke, and I'm putting them together, and there's a tear of taking, and suddenly I say, wait, there's something deeper taking place. And, and it allows me to open myself up to a whole different experience. So when that happens, when I start to see something deeper, either I can have a desire to say, okay, I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to be able to delve deeper. At the deeper, it's, it, it, one of the beautiful things about Panimah Satara is the deeper you go into the sea of the world, the deeper you go, un- the deeper you go under, the more you realize that everything's connected. It, it, it's one of the things that, 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 that can push a blow a person's mind. Uh, how you see things that are so different, so different, and you get deeper and deeper and deeper, and you realize they're all interconnected. They're all one. They're all coming from the same source, Hashem, and they're all totally interconnected in a very deep and real way. And that's the idea. You get into Panimah and you start to see, wait a second, this connects to this, and this connects. Everything's connected. So you can either have... You can either say, I have a desire to, to learn more. The klipa of, of Asin, what happens is, is the klipa says, it's not for me. Or the klipa says, the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Right? Like, you know, this Rav can very easily say about this guy, yeah. he's throwing out names, right? He's throwing out these different spirits and he's throwing out these different Kabbalistic, doesn't know what he's talking about. He wants to sound cool. He wants to say these like cool terms, like, oh yeah, major spirits, like Kalim. And you know, I, you know, my Yisoyed is not in line with my Malchus and people just, 
and, and he could just knock out the whole thing by not recognizing that, oh, there's something deeper going on. That's a klipa. That's a klipa which doesn't allow a person to be able to get deeper and to delve deeper into the world of Pneum Yisatayra. And therefore, he begins the whole Sefer Tanya to try to break that klipa. To try to say, if you want to go past the first word, the first thing you need to do is have the humility to be able to understand that there's a bigger world out there. There's a lot, there's a whole massive world called Pneum Yisatayra, called Kabbalah, called Chassidus. There's a world which takes place underneath the external, underneath the, the you know, the, the oh, oh, uh, you know the outer layer, and we desire to get into that. And without any without any gaiva, without saying we're good without it, we recognize that there's so much more we have to do. As much as we know, there's so much more. And the male, okay, now we can start the journey of the actual safer time. But the first thing is we have to wipe out that klipa, wipe out that gaiva, wipe out that, that you know that that I have everything. I'm good. I know what I need to know. Recognize that no, we don't know everything. We have to get involved in a real deep way and start to learn the safer time. That's that's what he begins it with. So Tani b'seif par gimel danida. Yes, it begins with Tani b'seif par gimel danida. Mashbiim oisai. Yeah, who's mashbiim oisai? They make him swear. Who's him? This is every child, every child, every neshama before it comes into the world. They make the neshama swear to hate tzaddik va'al to hate rasha. You should be a tzaddik and do not be a rasha. Va'afilu kala oylam kuloi oymer mechat tzaddik ata. The Gemara says they tell the neshama even if the whole world says you're a tzaddik, you're good. You have everything you need. You should be in your own eyes like a Rasha. And then they send the Neshama down into the world. They tell him, promise us, swear to us, you're going to be a Tzaddik and not a Rasha. And not only are you going to be a Tzaddik, even if the whole world tells you you're a Tzaddik, still you should look at yourself like a Rasha. Corrective Al-Tani, I don't understand. Two questions. First of all, it's a Stira. V'tzarech lohavin, datanan. The Mishnah Perkiyava says, V'altahe Rasha, v'fnatzmacha. The Mishnah Perkiyava says, don't be, don't be a Rasha in your own eyes. Don't look at yourself as a Rasha. Don't look at yourself as wicked and evil. So they tell every Neshama before it comes down into the world, you should view yourself as evil constantly. The Mishnah Perkiyava says, clearly that's not a good, clearly you're not supposed to do that. Clearly you're supposed to say that you're, you're good. Don't look at yourself as a topic. It's not a healthy way to view yourself. Let, let's forget the stira for a second. So first of all, there's the stira in Chazal. One Chazal, the Gemara Nida says, you need to always view yourself as a Russia. The Gemara Mishnah Pergiava says, you should, you should never view yourself as a Russia. That's a basic contradiction between these two Mamari Chazal. That's number one. Question number one. Contradiction between Mamari Chazal. Number two, Let, let's say you're going to say, okay, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer the question, but I'm going to look at myself as a Russia. Let's assume that you want to follow what the Gemara Nida says, and you're going to ignore the Mishnah Perak Yavas for a section, and ignore, ignore the contradiction. If you view yourself as a Russia, what's going to happen? If you look down at your... Yeah, you become a Russia, you'll have atzvos, you'll be depressed, you're not going to be able to serve Hashem properly. If you don't view yourself in a healthy way, so you won't be able to serve Hashem properly. So forget about the steer or the contradiction. This doesn't sound like a good idea. This doesn't sound like a very healthy thing to do. Always view yourself as being evil. Uh, how in the world am I going to be able to serve Hashem properly that way? With simcha, with tovlevov, to be excited about serving Hashem, it's not going to happen. I'm always going to view myself as being bad. And if I don't view, if I can't really view my own self-worth, so, so how am I going to get past anything? How am I going to be able to serve Hashem properly? And therefore, forget about the fact that there's a contradiction. It's just not a smart idea to do. To tell every child, you know, it's just know when you come into the world, you're always terrible. Always view yourself as terrible. It's like the opposite of, of any mechanic, of any proper good parent, of any proper good Rebbe, is you know that you have to be able to build up the child's self-worth. Here they tell the Nashama, before it comes down, down into the world, you have no self-worth. You're worth nothing. And everybody's praising you. Everybody's putting you up on a pedestal. Everybody's saying you're a tzaddik, you're great, you're amazing. You're not, you're nothing. You're, you're totally terrible. You're not, not just that you're nothing, you're a rush, you're actually evil. 
Right, so we got him here, but ain't a Even if, okay, I'm going to go ahead and follow what Chazal told me to do, what the Rabbanishim told me to do before I came there. I'm going to look at myself like a Russia. You're a Levavav, you're Atzav, I'm going to be depressed. I won't be able to serve Hashem with happiness. What's the opposite? What's the opposite? You know, the opposite, uh, the, the, the opposite uh, extreme. So let's say I say, you know what? I'm going to view myself as being a Russia and it's not going to bother me. I'm not going to allow it to bother me. Right? I have two options when I view myself as a Russia. Yeah, when I don't have self-worth, I can do one of two things, right? Psychologically. I can either say, okay, I feel terrible about myself that I'm a Russia, and therefore I beat myself up to the point that I'm not able to serve Hashem properly. Or I can say, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter, I'm a Russia. It doesn't bother me at all. Now, it, neither of those two options are good. Right? Option number one is that it bothers me so much that I fall into a place of atzvus, I fall into a place of depression, and I can't serve Hashem. And option number two is that I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. And therefore, what ends up happening is I just continue being a Russia. Right? A person does a person does an Avera. You have two ways that you can react to Avera. Either you could say, I, I feel so terrible about the fact that I did the Avera. I feel like such a wicked and bad person. The fact that I did that Avera, that I possibly I, I can't get out of bed the next morning to daven chakras. Now that's clearly not, not the proper way to serve Hashem. It's not what Hashem wants. The reaction to Avera is not, I'm so terrible, I'm so bad, I, I can't get out of bed again. But that that's what seems to be one side of the equation is I, I, I look at myself as a Russia and therefore I have no self-worth. And the other side of the equation is, no, don't worry. It doesn't make a difference. You did an Avera, don't worry about it, yeah? Pat yourself on the back, keep going, just move on. Don't worry about the fact you did an Avera. That's also not healthy. You, you need to have proper regret over the fact you did an Avera. And therefore, Frech Tania, I don't understand that. The, the Mishnah is telling me, the Gemara is telling me, always look at myself like a Russia. Well, neither of those neither of those two reactions are good. Either I, either it doesn't bother me, or it bothers me so much that I'm Ba'atzvah, but neither of, them, neither of them are good. So, so what, what in the world does the Gemara mean? Ah, Indian, rather the Indian is the following. Yeah? We find the Gemara five differences and the Gemara discusses the differences between the Moshe Rabbeinu asked the Rabbanu Shem about Tzadik V'toivloi Tzadik V'ralu we find that the Gemara splits it up into five categories Tzadik V'toivloi so we'll, we'll first explain the way the Gemara understands it Tzadik V'toivloi and this is the simple translation of Tzadik V'toivloi the way we all grew up understanding Tzadik V'toivloi means it's a Tzadik who has good things happening to him yeah Moshe Rabbeinu looks at a Tzadik and sees this is a Tzadik who things are going well for him in his life you look at him and you say that makes sense He's a person who's doing what Hashem wants him to do. But things are going well. Tzadik v'raloi, that's the question that Moshe Rabbeinu had, and you have had, and we'll see, this, this is the you know, deep question, is Tzadik v'raloi. Here's a person who's doing what Hashem wants him to do. V'raloi, things are not working out. He's, he's having rise, having difficult, challenging things happen to him in his life. Okay, that, that's number one is Sadiq Vatoivloi. Number two is Sadiq Varaloi. Number three is Russia Vatoivloi. Also Akasha, yeah? You see somebody who's a Russia, he's doing terrible things. Vatoivloi, things are working out very well for him. Uh, that, that, that's a skewer, that's Akasha. If you want, that's Akasha. Why would you have a Sadiq? Why would you have a Russia who's Toivloi? And number four is Russia Varaloi. Number four is a Russia Varaloi, which makes sense. He's a Russia, he's evil, and uh, things are not working out for him. That's number four. And the last thing is Abainani. The Gemara doesn't say not in the same Gemara, it's a little bit later in the Gemara, but the Gemara talks about also a concept called Abainani. So again, we have a Tzadik V'toyvloi, Tzadik V'raloi, Russia V'toyvloi, Russia V'raloi, and Bainani. And what we're going to explain, obviously, is what the Bainani is, but along the way, we're going to have to explain all five of those Madragas, what they really mean. Again, the simple translation means it's a Tzadik, and Toyvloi is what the good that's happening to him. 
Tzadik Viraloi, bad things are happening to him. Rasha Vatoyvloi, good things are happening to him. Rasha Viraloi, he's Russian, bad things are happening to him. Bainani, we don't understand exactly what a Bainani is, but that's the fifth Madrega, somebody who's a Bainani. Mupirish Begumar, the Gemara explains. Tzadik Vatoyvloi, the Gemara explains, what's shot? Why would a Tzadik have good things happening to him? Tzadik Gomer. Right, if a tzaddik is somebody who's a good tzaddik, a full tzaddik, so he'll get good in Olam Haba, and he'll get good in Olam Haza. He deserves, he deserves Paris by Olam Haza, he deserves the schar in Olam Haba, everything, a karen kayemis led Olam Haba. Oh, oh, l'chera, l'chera, we're gonna see. Means anyone that's not perfect. Exactly, so ain't tzaddik bar, it's Huh? Oh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to explain that even when we talk about tzaddik, we're talking about all the way up there. Tzaddik is but but pashas yet yeah, tzaddik gomer means that the rishon has nothing to pay him back for in this world. So yeah, he gets everything good in this world and the next world. He deserves it. Tzaddik It's not a kasha the gemara says. You know why he doesn't have everything good coming to him? Because Hashem wants to help him out, and Hashem wants to pay him back what you sur him in Elam Hazeh, so that he, when he gets up to Elam Haba, straight to Ganeiden. Yeah, there's no need to go through any process again. It's better all the Yisurim. I think Mishnah Perik Yavis tells us better all the Yisurim in Elam Hazeh from from a, from one second of Ganeiden. So Hashem says you're a tzaddik. Now in tzaddik bar tasha ashalei ashalei There's no tzaddik that's perfect. Pashtus, right? There's no tzaddik that's you know perfect. There's things that need to be fixed up. Hashem says, you know what? Let me let me take care of things in in Adam Hazel. Yeah, Yaakov Avinu is a tzaddik. Now Yaakov Avinu deals with a lot of challenges in life, right? He tells he tells Parai, my days were not so good. I dealt with a lot of challenges. I dealt with Yisav Tzaddik, and I dealt with love, and I dealt with Esav, and I dealt with you know Rachel on Leah, and I dealt with uh, you know Rachel, Rachel not having children. Yaakov deals with a lot of challenges, but that's tzaddik, and of course Yaakov Avinu on a simple level is a tzaddik gomer. There's certain things for whatever reason Hashem wanted. Things take place in this world. Certain tikkunim take place in this world. That's sadek sheni gomer. What's sadek gomer? Sadek gomer. There's no need for that. Everything's fine. What's Russia sheni gomer? The gemara says. What's I'm sorry. What's Russia v'toyvloi? Is a Russia that's not a Russia gomer. He's a Russia like most Russia. Most Russia are not terribly evil. Most Russia have some aspect of toiv to them. Something good that they're still doing. Even if there's some kudya toiv in them, they're not totally terrible. So Hashem says, listen, you're Russia. <laughs> when you get up there, you're going straight to Gehenna. But there's certain good things that you've done. Now Hashem doesn't want to pay that person with you know, a Canadian up there because he doesn't deserve it. He's really a Russia. For whatever reason, he does sell a few good things. He needs to get reward, he needs to get paid. Zakti Gemara, let him get paid in Elam Haza. Russia Vatoyv, he has a gorgeous house. He has a lot of money. He's making, his business is going well. Everything's going well. His kids are giving him nachas. Don't worry, that's Russia Vatoyv. The Gemara says that Russia has a cheshben. Hashem's giving him toyv in this world. Just so that all the cheshbonis get taken care of and his, his slate's wiped clean, he comes up to Elam Haza, Haba. Moshe can give him as he deserves. Russia, the Raleigh is Russia Gomer. That's a guy who's Raleigh by Elam Azeh, Raleigh by Elam Abba. That's a guy who's Mamish in Russia. Nothing good. Nothing good. So he, or maybe whatever good he has already got paid up, and therefore it's Russia Viralei. Everything gets taken care of. Everything gets wiped out. That's Rush, That's the way the Gemara explains it. So again, Sadik Sadik Vitoivloi is a Sadik Gomer. Sadik Viralei is a Sadik Sheina Gomer. Russia Vitoivloi is a Russia Sheina Gomer. Russia Viralei is a Russia Gomer. That's the way the Gemara explains it. Yeah, the first of Gemara. No, he's a, no, we, we, he's explaining what the Gemara says. Don't worry, we're about to get into the Zayar. That's the way the Gemara explains these five Chalukim. 
But Riggin explained that it means something totally different than what we think. Sorry, Yosef's, Yosef's an example. So, so, could be, could be. This is, right, so it could be, there, there are times when challenges are punishments and times when challenges are opportunities for a person to grow in a greater, in a greater way. So, which means Yosef's process that he went through. Everything obviously helped him grow, but it clearly wasn't in a well, what could it is possible? That it's, and then it if seems. You say that, then you can say everything is that's challenging us for our benefit. So then, then what does that really mean? That the good can don't have right. anything challenging. Right. Because then, if they really don't, then what are they challenged with? Right. Good. Right. So it, it does seem that Yosef Atzadik became a tzaddik after the story of the Shpetifa. Right. Okay. So, so you have to understand exactly what that means in, in the tiniest. The Rambam was vedaktik that tzaddikim chachot asayra. That in the tiniest, tiniest drop of the way, there was something that needed to be fixed up. So we look at it as they lived a life of suffering, but compared to you know what could have been taking place in Elam Abba, could be this is the greatest thing in the world for them. So uh, it, it's very, very dark as they come off to talk about. That's really what a tzaddik is. is that it's the same thing as a tzaddik gets bad in this world. It's, uh, that gets bad. The tzaddik that gets good, it's the same bad, but he knows how to view it as good. That's what makes him such more of a tzaddik. It's also true. It's also true, yeah. Yeah. That's where the Gemara explains the Chalukim. Yeah, for Chalukim, the Gemara doesn't talk about Bainer yet. We'll see that in a second. That's what the Gemara says. Yeah, Tzadik Raleigh, Tzadik Vitala. What's Rai Mahemna? Rai Mahemna is one of the one of the Chalakim of Zerah Kadosh written Moshe Rabbeinu. Rai Mahemna is Moshe Rabbeinu. It's one of the Chalakim of Zerah Parsh Mishpatim. That's where the whole the whole Chiluk of of Zerah, which is called Rai Mahemna, is in Parsh Mishpatim. Pirish, totally different, totally different pshat. Tzadik Viraloi doesn't mean that Tzadik has bad things happening to him. Tzadik Vitaivloi doesn't mean that Tzadik has good things happening to him. Rather, Pirish Tzadik Viraloi. What is a tzaddik vira loy? Literally, if you take those words very literally, it's a tzaddik vira loy. Right? It's a very odd way. If we were trying to explain that tzaddik had bad things happening to him, we wouldn't say ra vira loy. Why ra? Tzaddik vira loy and bad is to him. It's an interesting lashon, right? We grow up with it, so we think it's very normal. But the Zerakadah says, let's take it literally. Right? What, what does the word literally mean? He's a tzaddik vira, and evil is light to him. Zakta Zarakadish, what does it mean, Sadik Viraloi? He's a Sadik who conquered evil. He took evil, the Ra is to him. He was able to be Kaifif Ra to him. Right? Sadik Rasha boy, the evil inside of him, which means we're gonna see every person's born with, with an Efesh of Bahami, which is the desires to do everything it wants to do. But the Sadik is able to take the Ra inside of him and make a cuff of this Sadik. So there's a tzaddik, there's a, there's a rasha. The tzaddik is able to take the, the rasha inside, the ra inside, and make a totally, kaf of totally meshubah to the type inside of him. Oh, so it's still called ra. That's what we're going to see. That the the, the, the Malatani is going to explain that the big difference between a tzaddik gomer and tzaddik she'en gomer is, is there still ra? Oh, exactly. Even a bainani, we'll see, we'll see as we get on the parak. even a bainani is somebody who never does anything wrong. Right, because the Gemara says a person does one of it, we call the Russia. There's no in between. Yeah, again, we could talk about Bainani the way the Ramam talks about it, the way we talk about it, you know, Rishani and Kippur time, that, but that's Bainani. That, that's, he says that's a Shema Mushal, that's, that's a borrowed term that we're using. Real, a real Bainani is somebody who never does anything wrong. So, what's the difference between a Bainani and Sadiq Rala, Sadiq Tavlai? Is exactly what you said. How much Ra is there still inside of him? So, Rasha Boy Kafaf Lataiv means that, okay, he's a Sadiq Rala, he took the Ra and he was Kafaf it. 
right? We'll see. The Baltani is going to give us these two terms later on in Tani, which is called Eskafia and Eshapcha. Those are two ma- major, major differences. Eskafia means that you're kaif of something, yeah? You can force your Yetzirah to listen to Yetzirah Taif. Okay, that's good, and that, that's amazing. Now, uh, it, doesn't always, uh, it doesn't always last, because at a certain point, Yetzirah can bounce back up right, and hit you back again. So you can you kaif of it, you, you twist its arm and push it down. That's called Eskafia. Eshapcha, that's the ultimate. Eshapcha means you're able to take it and flip it on its head. Mamash, turn it around to the point where now it's not Ra anymore. Now your Yetzir Toiv is not right. Love the right? Where it says you should serve Hashem with both your hearts, Yetzir Toiv and Yetzir Hara. What does that mean? That means that you're not just serving Hashem with your Yetzir Toiv, and Yetzir is not getting in the way. It means that your Yetzir Hara got on the team of your Yetzir Toiv. That's the ultimate level of a tzaddik. We're going to see that's not even that's not even what we're trying to attain. We're not even trying to get there. That's not our 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 rutzen, our 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 is to try to get the abenini. Abenini is not somebody who's he still has ra inside of him. All he does is is he makes sure that the ra is not overtaking his taif, right? To get to the place where we totally obliterate obliterate ra, where there is no ra anymore. That's that he writes as tzaddik That's David Amelech. Those are massive, massive tzaddikim. We'll come into this world with neshamas that are much bigger than the average person's neshama. They're capable of much more. And they can get to the place where they can mamash eradicate evil to the point that David Melech says, right? I knocked out. I created a hole inside of my lave where I took the Yetzir Tahara and I wiped them out. Wiped them out. Mamish, mamish. I don't wipe them out by killing him. I wiped them out by turning him around into some Torah type. That's mamish like, that's the highest Sadiqim. We're trying to get to his, that this wrath still inside of us which is the reality, but we're trying to make sure that we don't allow the Ra to take over us. So that's what the Zara says. There's Tzadik V'toivloi, Tzadik V'raloi. I'm sorry, Tzadik... Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Early, you're saying earlier we're talking about engashness. What? You're talking about what happens to the person. Yeah, exactly. Now we're talking about a rochnius. We're talking about a pinius. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, the Gemara is saying bechitonius. The Gemara is talking about on a simple level what's happening to the person. Good things or bad things? The Zerikad is saying that. We're not talking about that. What's going on inside? The pnimis of uh, That's what we said before. The whole time he's coming to talk about inside. We'll come and talk about what's going on inside of a person. Uh, the pnimis, the ruchnius, the, 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 the neshamas, what's going on inside of a person. The outside, the maisim, that's not his ikrzach. Ikrzach is to figure out inside, how to change ourselves, mom's inside. Oh, so we're gonna have to get there. We're gonna we're gonna explain barichas each one of those each one of those nakudas. Tzadik v'raloi, tzadik v'toyvle, rasha v'toyvle, rasha v'raloi, and the ikker is benedu. We're gonna explain that. Hey, I'll get to it. Now we just brought down the zera kavish. Right, we have the parshim shpatim. Pure tzadik v'raloi, sherasha v'kafle toyv. And we'll have to get to the rest of the zera kavish and how we explain all the other darnas. What does tzadik v'toyvle mean? The toyv is kafav to what? To the tzadik. Rasha v'raloi, rasha v'toyvle. That we understand. It's a rasha that the toyv inside of him is kafav to the ra. What's a rasha v'raloi? With the Ra's Kaf of Tera, so we'll have to explain what those mean. As we get on, they'll explain each one of the each one of the schools. Well, Gemara now he just now he just keeps bringing down Kasha. So Gemara say Perek Tes the Brachas Tzedikim Yetzer Toiv Shayftan Risham Yetzer Shayftan Beinanim Zevazah Shayftan. Now, fine. So we spoke a little bit about what what a Tzadik is, a little bit about what a Rasha is. Now he's going to start bringing down some Kashas about a Beinanim. This is what the Gemara says. The Gemara explains us what a Beinanim is. Right? Beinanim is not not Mechzavlinus Mechzeschuyus. Beinanim the Gemara says a Tzadik is somebody who is Yetzer Toiv is. Is in charge. A rush is somebody who's the Yetzirah is in charge. A Bainani, Zevazah Shaiftan. They're both in charge. Sometimes this, sometimes that. 
And Zak Amar Rabba, Rabba comes along with a shocking statement. Rabba says, You just know I'm a Bainani. I'm a Bainani. Yeah, so a Bainani is that there's a struggle. You have to tell you it's a Rabba. As the great Rabba says, if you're a Bainani, so who's the Tzadik? Yeah? You, Rabba's a Bainani, so you're not leaving space for anybody to be greater than you. You're talking about the greatest God of the Lord. I think I'm a Bainani. Okay, so then who's, a, who, you know, who's really great? The Gemara, the Gemara, I was just learning the Gemara, 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 the talking about one man, one, uh, two, um, one woman with two men. Yeah, if it's, it's a yichad or not. Like Mar says, with ksherim, it's not. With prutzim, it is. Right? And then the, I remember what, who, the, who the Tana is. He says, uh, we're prutzim. <laughs> so there's a whole machlekes achreinim. We've got a halacha, a psak, between the Rambam and the Rosh. So, so is anybody ksherim? Are we assuming that everybody's prutzim when it comes to Arias? These are what the Tanoim said about themselves? Or is everybody, uh, is everybody ksherim? And it makes a massive nafkim in the Can we assume that one woman with two men, or are they ksherim? Are they prutzim? Right, do we assume everybody's Putsim if the Tanam said about themselves they're Putsim or not? But Abai is saying, hey, Rabbi, you're saying about yourself you're a Bainani, so who's a Tzadik? Zev is a Shaitan? Huh? Yeah, we're well, way worse than Rishon. Yeah, Rabbi is a Bainani, so where are we? The Shavik Marcha, which means literally you're, you're not leaving life for anybody to live. You, you can't define yourself, and, and we'll explain it in a second. It doesn't just mean, you know, Rabbi is saying, I'm schlecht, you know, I'm nothing, I'm garnished, that we're going to see it. That's, uh, that's, that's not what it means either. Right, Lahavan calls the Berhatev to understand what this means. What's a Bainani? What's going on over here? The Gam Lahavan, another Kasha, besides for understanding what a Bainani is, Ashramar Eev. Yeah, you look at Eev, and there's a whole conversation which takes place between Eev and the Rabbanish love. And Eev is trying to explain to the Rabbanish we should just know that all of the challenges that, that, that we deal with and all the Averis that we do, Rabbanisham, it's not our fault, it's all your fault. What does he say? Eev tells the Rabbanisham, Rabbanisham, Barasa Tzadikim, or Barasa Rashaim. Rabbanisham, you created Tzadikim, you created Rashaim. But Sadiq Rosh like Amar. You look back at the Gemara Nida, it doesn't bring down the Gemara over here. The Gemara tells us that when a child is created, when a keep of Zerah is created, the Rabbanisham decides that person. Is he going to be wealthy or poor? Is he going to be smart or, or not smart? Is he going to be, uh, is he going to be good looking or not good looking? All of those things Hashem decides, but the one thing Hashem doesn't decide is it going to be a tzaddik or rasha? That's bechira, right? Without bechira, without if the rabbanim would decide before you're born, you're going to be a tzaddik. So then there's no bechira, right? So the rabbanim decides a lot of things that take place before you're born. Who are you going to marry? A lot of things take place before you before you're born. The rabbanim doesn't decide if you're going to be a tzaddik or rasha. Eiv comes along and Eiv says, Rabbanim, you decided if I'm going to be a tzaddik or rasha, so it's all your fault. The rabbanim doesn't tell him you're wrong. So frek the baltania. What do you mean? Eiv stam throwing out these, throwing out something that's not true, and Hashem's not. Not even Hashem's not saying no. You're wrong. It's not true. But what what Eiv mean when he meant the Rambam created tzaddikim and Hashem? Not the kasha. The Gam Lohavin. Now he goes to another kasha about a benini. Mahos Madregas a benini. Let's understand what a benini is. Shavadik ain't a mechzus chuyus a mechzavaynus. A benini doesn't mean the way we think it is that it's half chuyus and half and half. Uh, and half a and half a vaynus. She imkain echter rabba ba'atzma. If a benini means mechsas chuyis and mechsa mechsas chuyis, so that how in the world did rabba make a mistake about himself and say shu benini? Yeah, Rabbi wasn't able to be killed by the Malachim Ovis because he didn't stop learning for a second. So somebody who doesn't stop learning for one second is going to be able to say, you're going to not Bainani? Yeah, I was not even trying. He didn't stop learning. In what way are you a Bainani? Huh? 
even while even while he was even sleeping, he was involved in alaches. He was involved in a, could could be also that the, I think the Rishonim explained the Gemara wasn't that he did this always constantly, but when he knew that the Malach Malvus was coming for him, sort of like David Malach, we find the same thing. When he knew that it was time was up, so he didn't want to stop learning for a second. He didn't want the Malach Malvus still to catch him. And the Gemara says David Malach also asked the Rabbanishab, "When am I going to be nifter?" Rishonim told him, "I can't tell you when you're going to be nifter. I can tell you what day you're going to be nifter." Hashem told him it's going to be on Shabbos. And David Melech made sure that every Shabbos he didn't stop learning for a second. Once he got the Matzah Shabbos, he was fine to get ready. Oh, so what happened? So for the Russian wanted something to happen, it will happen. And the Russian made that there was a noise outside of his door, and he went outside to see the noise while he was learning the whole time. And he tripped, and he fell, and he stopped learning for one second. Russian got, and the Malach was able to get him. Right? The Russian knows how to take care of everyone. You can't, you can't be smarter than Hashem. But there's a concept. Good. I think that's the way the Rishonim explained that Rabbah wasn't learning every single second of his whole life. Right? That, that, like Pasuk Pumik, it means that when the Malach was trying to get him, he was able to know and be conscious of the fact that he was trying to be, you know, attacked, and therefore he made sure that they can be constantly learning. But either way, he, he's somebody who's like that. If the Malach Mavis can't attack, you can't say about yourself, you're a In what way are you a Bainani? You're struggling, you sometimes you do good things and sometimes bad things. Right? Rabba was, you know, 50% of the days, he woke up a Shachas, 50% he didn't. 50% of the time he learned Tafiyami, 50% not. We're talking about Rabba. Yeah, also, right? you mentioned that if someone is a Tadik, doesn't have a hero, right? That's why Hashem doesn't create us a Tadik or a Rasha. We have to decide for ourselves. Some, like, what you were speaking about before, the person that becomes a Tadik, does he no longer have a hero? Oh, oh, it's a great question. We're going to get to it. I mean, it's, a, it's a great question. What happens when you become a Tadik? Forget about the Yavachir. What's the purpose? Yeah. <laughs> no, what's, what's even the purpose of living? What are you living for? You have no Bechira. If you, if you got to the poise place where there's no Yitzhahara anymore. Yeah. Huh? Right, so, so let him go back up there. So go back up. So what do you have to live there? So what, you're living in a body? So okay, we'll have to talk about that. He's good. Or not torturous, or it's the greatest thing in the world. He's fine. He's fine. Well, yeah, to an extent, even greater than that. Even greater. We'll see. You'll see soon in Parkei with the person. When a person's learning, you get greater things than you learn in Sit What we're doing, sitting and learning right now, is greater than all of Alamah. We don't recognize it. That's the difference between now up, down here, and up there. But it's it's much greater. What we're going to get in Alamah is. It won't compare an iota to what we're doing right now. And all the Ganadins not not close to one second of learning over here. <laughs> no, we'll see in Parakeh. We'll understand why. But yeah, we'll have to get to we'll have to get to what the point of the tzaddik is, and, and does he have a chira? Does does he make choices? How does he get to that point? We'll have to get to once once we explain and define exactly that that level of a tzaddik. But first, as Kash says, what's a benini? A benini is half half. You can't be half half. It doesn't make sense. Rabbi can't say about himself he's a benini, right? Yeah, he say about himself, he's, he's, he's half a vainus. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? I maybe Rab was being an anav. That's not anava, right? It's not anava. Moshe Rabbeinu would say about himself, you know, I, I'm a terrible person, and now I'm a Russia. That's not an anav. That's being silly. An anav means that you recognize it, even though you have milus. They're not your milus that you got, right? So Moshe Rabbeinu is anamikoladim. I Moshe Rabbeinu is a leader of Kali Yisrael. How can you be a leader if you're so humble? Because that's exactly how you're a good leader. A good leader says, there's no me, a total, total bitl. I'm just here as, as a, as a keli for the Rebbe to send down Shefa through me. There's no me, there's no zech, there's no I. I'm just here as somebody to, so you recognize, you have my list, but they're, they're all from the 
Kavanah Neshama. A person has a great voice. A person can sing beautifully. So if he's in, if he's in Anav in a healthy way, he says, Baruch Hashem, you know, they ask him to daven for the Amit Friday night, and he says, yeah, Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave me a, a beautiful voice. I'm happy to daven for the Amit. People give me Ashkeich after, and he says, thank you. But, you know, Siyat HaDashmai, Baruch Hashem was able to daven nicely. Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave me the voice. A person who has the wrong type of Anav, Anav of Sula, they ask him to daven, he says, ah, me, my voice, what can I do? It's not so good. It's not great. It's not going to be more to anybody. It's Kishvachemais. Ask somebody else. Hashem didn't give you the gift of having a beautiful voice for you to have too much anava to use it. He wants you to use it, but to use it to recognize that it's still from the Rabbanu Shalom. So Rabbi says, oh, I'm a Bainani. I'm, I'm half half. 50-50. I only do good things 50% of the time. That's not a novel. Maybe, maybe he's being a Balgaiva because it's at the beginning that we come down as a Rasham. He's saying, am I even a Rasham? Why? Especially come down as a Rasham. We, we said at the beginning. Yeah. So everyone's a Rasham. No, we don't come down as a Rasham. We come down, we come down that we... We have to tell ourselves that we... We have to tell ourselves a Rasham, yeah. Oh, so very good. So well, once we once we understand what a bainani is, we'll see that Rabba wasn't Rabba wasn't saying anything foolish. Rabba was literally saying about himself, "I'm a bainani." Now we'll see. A bainani is very very high up there. For Rabba to say about himself as a bainani is is real self understanding and self appreciation of who he was. Why didn't he say he's a tzaddik? We'll have to understand what the difference between a bainani and a tzaddik is. But yeah, that, that, you're right. Once we know what a bainani is, he's saying something good about himself. He's not saying anything terrible about himself. But we have to understand first what a bainani is. No, 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 no. Why? If he was on the level of the no, so we're going to see. Midas Bainani, Midas Kal Adam, the Baal says. Every single person is capable of getting to a level of Bainani. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's going to go, that's basically, Sefer Shalbainani. He's going to explain to us how you and I and every single one of us are a Bainani. We have the ability, even the greatest Risham could all, all be Bainani. We have a capability to be Bainani. It's very, very simple. It takes a lot of work, but it's a very it's derech arucha shikatara, right? It, it, it's a long path, but it's that's the one that's going to get us really to have real, real. Uh, huh? Neither. Neither. Yeah, it's a bainani. Tough to explain. Well, yeah. Zevazet shayfen. Zevazet shayfen. Somewhere in between. Huh? Even on a very simple level, we have to understand. He says, How is a chaykh a person to be a bainani? When you do averis, nikra rasha gomer. Yeah, the Gemara says very clearly, you do an averi, you call the rasha gomer. Rasha gomer, yeah, one avera, yeah, you miss a chakras, the Gemara says, call the rasha gomer. Then achikach asa tshuva, it's very simple. Oh, you do an Avera, you call the Rasha. You do, you do Tshuva, you call the Tzadik, right? The Mark says that a person says, Why should marry true believer? One second, you do Tshuva, Tzadik Gomer, call the Tzadik Gomer. So, so where's the Bainini? Who's the Bainini? Yeah, he does some Averis or, or Mitzvah, or he did Tshuva. If he didn't do Tshuva yet, he's a Rasha. If he did Tshuva yet, he's a Tzadik. So, who, Who's a bainani? In the middle of doing tshuva, when you call the bainani, so maybe you'll say no. A bainani is somebody who doesn't do such bad isurim. No, the gemara says very clearly. Even if a person is over on, on pashit, small little zachin, divrei seif from rabbanan, mikri rasha. Kedisa perik beis diavamis perik kamer denida. Afilu misha yeish biyad limchais v'lo micha. Not only if you do an avera, even if you could be meicha in somebody else doing an avera and you're not meicha, also nikri rasha. Mar also says you call the rasha perik vav the shvuis. It's all gemaras, all mamare chazal, where we say that a person is called a rasha if either he did an avera or he did a darabah. He was over on a darabanan, or even if he saw somebody doing something wrong and he could have been meicha, was it also called a rasha? Huh? I remember learning like 
Yeah, exactly. It could be end. Rosh Hashanah Masaka Esriyecha. B'kol Shekein. B'kol Shekein. B'kal V'chaymer. B'mavatal Eze Mitzvah Sasei. For sure. If you're M'vatal Mitzvah Sasei. She'ev Shalei L'Kaymo. Everybody's involved in Bittal Torah. Everybody does some Bittal Torah. You do Bittal Torah, you're a Russia. So, so you're a Bainini, you're not a Bainini, you're a Russia. So, Sha'ol of Darshan Chazal, Kidvar Shem Baza, Hachre Sikores. A person's mavatol da'iraisa. A person doesn't do it da'iraisa. A person doesn't learn Torah when he has the opportunity to do so. For sure, that's called a mikri rasha tveima over avera over isudarabanan. Vim kain al karchik habeinani ein byafilo oven betol Torah. So the Baltanya says after all these gemaras, right? We had a gemara in, we had a gemara in Shvuis, a gemara in. Uh, Yavamis, Agamar, and Nida, all these Gemaras that prove that if a person's over in any slight Avera, you're called a Russia. So a Benini is clearly somebody who never did an Avera. Right? It has to be. Or somebody who's already done Chuva, or, or, or somebody who's done Chuva already, but it's clearly not somebody who's doing Averas or has done Averas that hasn't done Chuva in it, right? So a Benini, Eba, Filo, Avon, Bittotera. So Umishum Hachi, so now we can understand we don't know what a Benini is but now it makes sense a little bit to us how Rabbi could say he's a Benini because a Benini is not a Russia a Benini is higher than a Russia a Russia is somebody who doesn't have Eira a Russia is somebody who's not Meicheh when he could be Meicheh so Rabbi said I'm a Benini which means that Rabbi said I didn't do any of those things I no Torah like Pasek Pum and no Torah no option to be Meicheh and he wasn't Meicheh no Eivar and Isser Kaldar Abana no Eivar and Deraisis Rabbi says I'm a Benini Okay, we, we still don't know what a Benini is, we still don't know what a Tzaddik is, why he didn't say it's a Tzaddik, but at least we know that a Benini is some, somebody really big. A Benini is not, is not a Pashtun guy. A Pashtun, every one of us, on a simple level, we're all Rosham. Uh, it's not very Gishmak to feel that way. And we'll talk about what, what does it mean to be a Russia, but Pashtun, on a very simple level, we're Rosham. Why? Because you do an Aveira, you're Russia. Now you do, you do a Tshuva, you're a Tzaddik. But somebody who ne- ne- never did an Aveira, that's called a Benini. That's what Rabbi says. Normally, we say that a benini is mechza al mechza, mikri benini, but reiv zechayis mikri tzaddik. Normally, that's the way we say. Before Shashanim Kippur, we always say the sifri tzaddikim, sifri rishaim, sifri benidim. Tzaddikim is reiv zechayis, rishaim is reiv is reiv averis. And what's a benini is mechza al mechza. That's what the Gemara says. That's not talking about who you are. There's a big difference between talking about schar va'aynish and talking about your essence. When we talk about what type of schar you're going to get, if you're roiv schuyus, roiv mitzvahs, we get written in sifrin shal tzaddikim, sifrin shal in the book of life, you're written in sifrin shal chayim, and everything will be good. Uh, yeah, if you're benini, if you're half half, I'm demetluyim, right? Until you figure out which way you're going to go. If you're rasha, then that's schar va'aynish. It's not who you are. No, so half half means in terms of schar va'aynish. You did half half. You did half of Eris, half, half mitzvahs. Oh, but that doesn't mean who you are. Right? That's the big difference. The Gemara over there is telling you about what, what you know what, you want to know what schar you're going to get? It depends. If you're 70% mitzvahs, Sefer Shechaim. 70% of Eris, Sefer Shemesim. Middle, which means you do 50%. Exactly. Pashas the Gemara means, Mamash, half half. You get written in the Sefer Shalbeinanim. But Zakta Malatani, what we're talking about in the whole Sefer Shalbeinanim, we're not trying to figure out how much Scharva English you're going to get. This is not a book of telling you how much reward you're going to get in the next world. This is a book of trying to help define us and who we are. So when we talk about a Tzadik Russian Abeinanim, we're not talking about Scharva English. We don't care about that. That's not our Avoid We're trying to figure out who we are, our essence of who we are. And therefore, that, when the Gemara talks about a Abeinanim and a Tzadik and a Russia, that's a shame of Mushal in its Scharva English. 